in between episode 13, immediate action steps you can take right now to make healthcare more affordable. American healthcare entrepreneurs and executives you want to know, talking. Relentlessly seeking value. If you are waiting or complaining or even actively rabble rousing for the wheels of politics to lower your healthcare costs, hunker down. It's going to be a while, but definitely keep it up. It's a long game that's important. Since the last in between episode, in between episode 12, many people have asked me if there's anything that can be done as patients or as consumers, if anything could be done right now to lower healthcare costs personally and overall within the system. Why, yes, there is. There are a bunch of ways that you, we all, can start changing the system from the bottom up and save ourselves money in the process. Everything that I'm about to suggest to you is not a piece of cake. We're all up against the patriarchal medical system that we enjoy in this country today. And we're fighting against paradigms. We're fighting a system where no one except you and me, meaning consumers and patients and actually our employers, nobody else really, and I've said this in two podcasts so far, have any real accountability, responsibility, or ownership for the money that we are being asked to shell out to pay for care we are receiving. What I would like to do is take some advice kind of wholesale (laughs) from Elizabeth Rosenthal and her book, and American Sickness, How Healthcare Became Big Business. And I'm going to kind of just summarize with action steps her chapter 13, which is about doctor bills. This is, at a minimum, a good place to start because doctor bills represents about 20 to 30 percent of our $3 trillion healthcare bill in this country today. So what can you start doing right now? My very first and foremost recommendation Look at the bills that your insurance company is paying on your behalf. Because here's the deal, and I, I went into a deep dive with this and in between episodes 12 and 10, I think. Your premiums, your co-pays, all of your out-of-pockets are a function of how much your insurance company ultimately pays on your behalf. So if you let your insurance company pay really high prices for you, You know, our insurance premiums are a direct reflection of how much our insurance is paying out for each individual within the system. So look at those bills. Look at them carefully. If there's anything on there that you question or seems like it looks awfully high for what the care that you think you got, ask questions. Because at this point, certain healthcare facilities have basically what amounts to a blank check. If no one is questioning what those costs are, then they'll just fill in anything that seems like they can get away with. I'm speaking about this like there's malicious intent, and I'm sure in some cases, well, we all know that there is, is certainly is fraud, but there's this very messy middle, which I'm more talking about. There's these great areas of moral hazard where, where things cost a little bit more than they need to, where charges are sort of slipped in for maybe by error, maybe not, but ultimately it adds up to billions of dollars. So look at those bills and question anything that seems like a tie. That's probably the biggest thing that you can do to have healthcare institutions understand that someone is looking over these things. 
Second thing is check if the practice that you're going to is owned by a hospital or licensed as a surgery center. In either case, you will either be charged more right up front if it's owned by a hospital because hospitals have the ability to charge facility fees and other fees and charge more basically in the simplest terms for many things. And if it's a surgery center, you might wind up with more care (laughs) than you asked for. The other thing you want to ask your physician is to only refer you to other physicians in your insurance network or explain why in advance. That is self-explanatory. Number three, and this is an interesting one, make sure that you also ask that if you need blood work or radiology testing or labs, can the physician send those labs only to an in-network lab? It is amazing, actually, how the difference in pricing between one lab to another or one imaging center from another. Physicians, a lot of times, have no idea that they just sent you to a very high-priced lab. For example, if your lab was done at a hospital, was processed by a hospital, it can be up to, and this is according to Elizabeth Rosenthal, 100 times higher <laughs> than if you had that same work done at a commercial lab. And physicians don't know this. All they know is, you know, maybe some rep came in from that hospital and said, hey, you know, send the lab result over to us. And they brought donuts or something. So the doc's like, okay, sure. And is sending it over and not realizing that you just got charged $200 for something that would have cost 20 had they sent it down the street. So it's really up to us to bring this information to the physician's attention and to make sure that the physician is aware of these things. If you go to a large hospital network for things, a lot of times there's immense pressure on physicians who work within that hospital system to send the labs within the system, once again, for obvious reasons. But once again, it could cost you 100 times more. Here's some more advice from Elizabeth Rosenthal. While you're in your doctor's office, ask in advance how much something will cost. How much does this test surgery exam? How much is it going to be? A lot of times a doctor will not know or the nurse will not know, and they will look at you cross-eyed for you even daring to ask the question. But here's the thing. Would you rather know in advance or when you get the bill for tens of thousands of dollars later when you've got one hand tied behind your back if you're going to try to do anything about it? The fact of the matter is, is that physicians should know how much things cost. And the fact that they don't drives your healthcare costs up, it drives mine up, and it drives the whole entire systems up. Because if a doctor doesn't know how much something costs, then how can they evaluate? You know, there are plenty of anecdotes of physicians who don't realize, for example, that oxygen after a surgery is charged by the minute. That's how the hospital charges. So they just, you know, order oxygen for every single patient after the the surgery, whether they need it or not. You know, it's just something that they're like, okay, sure, order it. But then, you know, the patient's getting a bill for however many minutes of oxygen that they didn't really need. And as soon as the doctors are informed of these charges, they stop doing it. So it's up to us, largely, Because the hospital system is certainly not going to go around (laughs) and tell people, especially if they're getting reimbursed at full value for it. It's up to us to inform our physicians what's going on. The next question, which is really important, and this is important financially, but it's also important clinically, ask, how will this test or exam change my treatment? Because if the answer is, it won't, but it might be good to know, or it's probably a good idea, or it's what I do, take a pass. 
basically when a doctor begins a suggestion with, why don't we just dot, 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 there is generally no compelling reason for that test. And in a time when office visits can cost over $500, that matters. It matters to you. And once again, it matters to everybody overall. Another thing that you can do is ask which blood tester you're ordering or what x-ray and why. You know, once again, when doctors order blood work, they are frequently just ticking off boxes on a long electronic checklist and they really don't have any idea how much something will cost. It's our job to make sure that they know. If you get prescribed a treatment or recommended a treatment, a question to ask is, are there cheaper alternatives that are equally good or nearly so? If you go to a pharmacy or a lab and encounter a really high price, you know, call your doctor's office and tell them about it. Once again, it's really, it's up to us to force our doctors to learn. They, you know, he or she, our doctor, likely did not know. Another question to ask is where will this test, surgery, or exam be performed? At the hospital, at the surgery center, or in the office? And how does the place impact the price? As I was saying just moments ago, this is really important. Doctors often practice and do procedures in different places on different days of the week. And if Thursday happens to be your doctor's day at the hospital, it actually could double the price of your biopsy or colonoscopy for the reasons that I said earlier. Hospitals have the ability to charge higher prices, and they do. If the physician refers you to an ambulatory surgery center, always ask, are you an owner? Number one, a little shaming might encourage better behavior. But number two, you might really want to think twice or get a second opinion about anything that's recommended because you're dealing with someone who has a financial interest in you getting that surgery. Here's a really important further question to ask. Who else will be involved in my treatment and will I be getting a separate bill from another provider? If so, can you recommend someone in my insurance network? That's definitely a question to ask a physician who has recommended a certain treatment. There are a lot of unexpected charges that can be saved right up front by making sure that whoever is involved in your care, be it a doctor, a physician assistant, pathologist, anesthesiologist, is in your insurer's network. You know, surprise bills are a thing. It's something that the Affordable Care Act, one of its more important aspects, which is not talked about a lot, but it does a lot to try to combat what's called surprise billing, where you know you carefully pick a hospital in your network, you carefully pick a physician in your network, and then, for example, an anesthesiologist walks in, says hi, charges you for a consult, and then charges you for the anesthesiology during your procedure, and all of a sudden you get this huge out-of-network bill because they weren't, that particular individual was not in your network. So this is uh, a very, very important question to ask, once again, even just to educate physicians. Here's uh, just another general thought. There is a lot of value to waiting before seeking treatment. And, and this is also something that Elizabeth Rosenthal covers in chapter 13 of her book. She says that American patients really need to take back ownership for what it means to be healthy or sick. The healthcare industry is big business. And as Elizabeth Rosenthal says, commercialization has recast our health as a series of disease states. It's good business, but it's not smart medicine. Obviously, if you have suddenly double vision and chest palpitations, you should drop everything and go to a hospital immediately. But there's a lot of problems like a cough or back pain or a rash that, generally speaking, can be treated by waiting to see if it resolves itself. 
that's called watchful waiting. It's taught in medical school, but it's terrifically underused in American medicine today because it's not at all profitable. You know, this do something strategy definitely prevails, but scans aren't always helpful, especially when each one sets off a cascade of treatment because they often detect junk meaning incidental, insignificant findings, which are really unrelated to any of your symptoms that you wind up paying to, you know, investigate further. Plus you get all stressed out. So it's just a costly endeavor. The advice is if you have something which is not aforementioned, you know, a direct symptom of a stroke or a heart attack or something that clearly is acute, then it's probably your best bet to just wait a little bit and and see what happens before seeking medical treatment or rushing to the doctor. You got to give your body a chance to heal. Interestingly, one great place to start getting advice is your pharmacist, whose knowledge is terribly underutilized. What we're talking about here and all the things that I have mentioned, immediate steps that you can take right now, immediate things and questions you can ask to do right now, it all goes back to the idea of price transparency, that it's not fair and it's actually very costly to hide prices from patients and consumers who will ultimately bear the cost of the treatment, either personally or you know as a country, because all healthcare is ultimately funded by a patient consumer or and or a taxpayer and or through their employer. We're footing the bill ultimately for everything. So it's important if we're being asked to foot this bill that we understand how much things cost. But there's all kinds of rigs in the system to help obscure the actual cost of things from the bills that we get, which by the way, the bill that you get, which is incomprehensible, that bill is not designed for you. It's designed so that your provider can efficiently bill your insurance company. You're just kind of this innocent, unwitting, not super interesting bystander who's asked to pay it without any comprehensible way to understand exactly what you're paying for. Unless you've memorized all the procedure codes, it's going to be tough. If you are told there's some gag clause in the insurance doctor contracts that prevent you from knowing in advance how much you're ultimately going to be charged for something, definitely fight back because it's, first of all, those gag clauses are unenforceable. And secondly, you're going to be asked to pay part of that bill. You have a right to understand and know in advance how much you're going to be asked to pay. I mean, really, the chain reaction of price transparency begins with patients posing some simple questions like we just talked about and asking how much does that cost? And, you know, nothing for nothing, but but price transparency, it's routine in other countries. Here's actually a quote from the Australian Medical Association. Every medical practitioner is responsible for ensuring that their patient is aware of his or her fees and for encouraging open discussion with their patients about healthcare costs. I mean, that is a very, very far cry from what we've got going on here. But nothing for nothing. That sounds normal. (laughs) Isn't it normal for someone to know in advance the cost of what they're buying? Can you imagine if you, you know, went to the grocery store and you threw things in your cart 
having no idea how much that it cost. And then suddenly when you got up to the checkout counter, you were forced to buy everything in that cart. I mean, that's it's kind of what we've got going on right now. There are no price checks. And ultimately, like I've repeated multiple times because it's a really important point, what that all means is that we all have unaffordable health care. What we pay in insurance premiums is a function of cost. I'm going to leave it there, but I hope that we all will really start making sure that we are asking these questions which need to be asked because this is how from a bottom-up way that we can help make the healthcare in this country affordable. And it will take, regardless of whether we go to a single payer or have reforms from a policy perspective in this country, it will take all of us doing this to, in any meaningful way, stop the spiral of wildly accelerating healthcare costs in this country today. My name is Stacey Richter, and this podcast is sponsored by Aventria Health Group. Links to everything discussed on the program today can be found at RelentlessHealthValue.com. If you visit the website, RelentlessHealthValue.com, you will also find a complete listing of All of the shows that we have published thus far with leading entrepreneurs and executives in the healthcare space today. Another cool feature is, you know, you can subscribe to the show so that every week the episode is automatically sent to you so you don't have to remember to go to the website to download it. Thanks so much for listening.